0: Hey, what's happening, Ward Wrestling Live? Uh, Man, we're back. It's Tuesday. Uh, In my house, it's Taco Tuesday. Kids are ready tonight. Uh, But I got another absolute incredible wrestling mind, uh, wrestler and coach in our country. Uh, It's uh, associate head coach of Cornell, Mike Gray. Uh, He wrestled at Cornell from 06 to 11, two-time NCAA All-American, two-time Iowa champion, EIWA, uh 2008 national freshman of the year uh he was the first four-timer in new jersey high school state championship ever uh there's only been four now so three since then but uh four in the history of new jersey which goes back to gosh 19 whatever so uh pretty pretty cool feat and he's here with us today uh from cornell uh the big red how are you coach coach mike gray welcome
1: i'm good I'm good thanks for having me on i appreciate it
0: yeah man this is uh uh man, this is awesome. I, I just absolutely an honor to have you on. Appreciate you. I know uh, uh I know these times have been tough. Um but um what has uh you know what what have you and your staff been doing at Cornell to kind of uh, keep your guys prepared for when when we are on the other side of this, or you might be on the other side in New York, I don't know, but uh
1: now I mean I mean we've just been meeting with our guys and um you know, trying to give them training plans um, if they are in the States where they were able to train and, you know, get into a gym or, um, you know, things like that. But we've just been, um, I guess, encouraging our guys to continue to, you know, stay on track and keep working hard, do, doing what they can. Um, and I think, I think that's where a lot, of, a lot of programs are at. You know what I mean? Uh, we were lucky enough to, um, you know, myself and Gabe Dean, Cow Di, Vito We were lucky enough to head out to that flow wrestling event um, on on Saturday night, so that, so that was pretty neat to kind of be back in in the, in the wrestling world, um, you know doing a little quarantine action right now because of it, but, <laughs> uh, but no it was it was fun, so yeah, but I guess back to the original question we're just we're just meeting with our guys, um, you know staying staying in touch with them, making sure they're they're uh, staying on track, training, doing what they can. Um, and I think that's pretty much where a lot of, a lot of folks are at right now just, just doing what you can and, and trying to make the best of the situation.
0: Yeah, I think I started to hear where some, uh, some rooms are opening to at least calisthenics and kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know uh, New Jersey, um, they're open, obviously small numbers I think things like 10 people or so in the room, but they're open in, uh, Pennsylvania has been open. Um, New York still isn't there yet with, uh, you know, close contact sports like, like wrestling. Um, so we're hoping here in a bit uh, wrestling at the green light. And then the big thing for us right now is just getting our students back to campus. I mean, our student athletes back to campus. So uh, we are scheduled to begin instruction on September 2nd. So classes will begin on September 2nd. Um, so right now it's just kind of a, a rush to get our guys, not even so much cleared medically to start practice. Um, you know, with Cornell, but just get them on campus and get them into school and get their, you know, their classes going. Um, that's kind of the big thing. So getting their COVID test. Um, they're coming from states where um, it's, a, they're coming from banned states, I should say, um, um, for, for, uh, for New York, getting them their COVID test and if they have to, doing their, their quarantine and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and just get, like I said, getting them back into the school. Once school starts, then we can start focusing on, uh, you know, medical clearance and all that good stuff. Um, you know, so we're hoping to, to be back at it with with team workouts, obviously. When I I don't, I think the days, well, not the days of, but it, it'll be some time before we can get back to having, you know, just a bunch of guys in the room. Um, I'm thinking more groups of 10 or something along those lines, which is fine. Um, it's just a little more work for the coaches, but, but that's what we get paid to do, you know, go, go the extra mile for the guys. Um, But, yeah, so just just kind of that, you know, getting back to school, getting practices, starting again, um, you know, and just trying to figure out what the season's going to look like. That's kind of what we've been up to.
0: Yeah, I got to imagine that, you know, that Ivy League academics is hard enough to keep up with, let alone adding wrestling into right? So these athletes are really –
1: Yeah, no, it's it's challenging for sure. And, uh, you know, it's a bit more challenging this year trying to figure out, um, you know, what the – you know, what the yellow tape's gonna look like, kind of the hoops you had to jump through to get cleared. And, um, you know, and and we're all kind of in the learning process, honestly, you know, the coaches, the student athletes, um, just trying to figure out what it's gonna look like.
0: So Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've, I've spoke to a couple of your, your Ivy League counterparts, and uh, they they fully believe that the Ivy League athlete is the toughest athlete in the country, just mentally, because, I mean, not only are you getting hit by high level wrestling, but you're getting hit by high level academics. So you really gotta uh you're really special to be a part of that kind of fraternity.
1: Yeah, no, for me, I I just think about hours in the day. <laughs> you know, I think about I think about hours in the day. And our guys are um, you know, our are super high level guys. Well, I think, I think, you know, back to what you're saying. All, all, all the student athletes in Ivy League are really special uh, people because to be able to, you know, give so much time to your sport and then also, um, you know, give so much time to your academics. It, it's, you know, very challenging. And and I think that the student athletes in the Ivy League are just committed to greatness all around. Um, greatness in their athletics, greatness in their, in their you know, academic endeavors. Um, you know, and I think that's why you go to Ivy League school. You want to be surrounded by people that are chasing greatness. It's just that the, the non athletes get to you know maybe do their homework when it, you know the, the, the six the six seven hours or, or whatever it might be that you're putting in for uh, um, you know for for your your athletic um, endeavors right they're able to just do that for for their academics so um, definitely harder working you know more work to do for the student athlete um, in these Ivy League schools but you know they're better for it. And, and and I think that's why a lot of parents and, and the athletes themselves didn't have themselves kind of embrace this challenge because they know that if they can get through this um, and, and they can challenge their mind and their body and, and they can make it all work. That it's going to be, you know, it's going to pay them so many, so many dividends down, down the road, you know, not just um, with a great job or, you know, wh- you know, whatever it might be, but just with life lessons that they can take, um, you know, being able to push through tough situations, having wonderful time management skills. Um, you know what I mean? Being able to um, really kind of know who you are as a person because times got really tough. That's, yeah. that's, something, that's something that the athlete knows all about.
0: Yeah, and it's got to mean a lot to these guys to have like you and Gabe in the room, which are athletes that lived the Ivy League life. You went to school yeah. there. You experience what they have to experience. So when you're saying, hey, dude, I got you. I know what you got to do. it, it I'm sure it comes off as a, a little high respect and, and understanding.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And I think the great thing about our staff at Cornell is so we have three, uh, you know, myself, Gabe, and Kyle Dake, all Cornell graduates, right? And our head coach, Rob Cole, has been at Cornell for 31 years now. So oh, that's we awesome. have a <laughs> yes. So we have a staff. Right. So Rob didn't go to Cornell, but I mean, he went to UNC, which was also a great school. Um, but he's been around for so long. He understands what these kids are going through because he's been here for so long. You know, so. So, yeah, we, our staff, we understand what the kids are going through. So, I mean, we, we personally, other than like maybe right before Thanksgiving break, trying to get the kids home, you know, we don't really do morning workouts. Our guys work out in the afternoon and then they have individual workouts on their own whenever that fits into their schedule, right? So that makes more work for the coaching staff. But that's, once again, that's what we're, you know, paid to do. And more importantly, that's what we love to do. Make sure that our student athletes get everything they need. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something for when the kids are like, you know, I've got a test coming up. I got two tests coming up. Uh, you know, can I reschedule this workout or can we find a way to make this work? And other programs are like, no, you know, this is, this is the box fit into it. Where we're, um, more flexible, right? We're, we're still going to get all of our work done. We're still going to, you know, make sure that, that, you know, our, our, our student athletes are prepared and that are ready to go to war when, when the time comes. Um, but we're just going to be smarter about it, honestly. And we're going to make sure that our, our kids can, um, you know, can have all the, you know, I guess the time, well, the, the time they need and, and, and all the um, preparation they need for, for their schooling as well. Um, so, but yeah, we, 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 recognize we, we can look back and, and remember and put ourselves in their shoes because we were in their shoes and that really helps us um, really relate with our student athletes and, and have them, um, you know, really buy in to our, to our, I guess our coaching staff and our coaching uh, philosophy, because, you know, we, we, we were there and we can relate with them for sure.
0: Yeah. It's, so it's gotta be, um. You know, when you talk to an athlete, a lot of them will say we you know, we like having a coach who did it at some level just so they, they understand kind of Yeah, I
1: mean we're we're all players coaches, you know what I mean? Like you talk about like football, like I uh, like guys are in the NFL they talk about how you know certain guys are those are players coaches. I think that we're all players coaches, you know what I mean? we 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 relate with them and we make sure that we um do everything we can to make to you know, get get these get these guys <clears throat> ready to go, and more importantly, to make sure that their overall overall, overall <laughs> uh, health and, and well being is, is uh, you know at the forefront.
0: Oh, so, uh, being a, being the first four timer at the time in New Jersey, uh, being a high yeah. school state champion where they only have one right. Um, mm-hmm. You, I, I'm guessing that at that point you had everybody in the country. Knocking on your door, uh, trying to get a hold of your parents, wanting you to come to their school. Uh, yeah. uh, amazing schools in your backyard in the tri-state area. What um, what made you decide Cornell? And and obviously you found a home there. Not only did you wrestle, you've stayed there. So um, yeah, it's obviously been a good fit. But you know what made you choose there out of? I'm sure you had a million possibilities.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the, the Cornell is. There's no. If you look at if you look at all the rankings, there, there's no way around it. It's the best combination of athletics and and academics in the country. So if you want to pursue both, and you know pursue, you know really pursue national championships and and all American statuses and all those things, um, and, and and team national titles, and also get a world class education, Cornell is really the, the only place, right? And if you were to you know, biasly compare, compare the academics and the athletics, Cornell is the, the, the only choice. And, and, and that's what really, um, you know, st- stood out to me. I could get a world-class education and I could also compete for national titles. And, you know, if I wanted to go on and, and try to be an Olympian and be an Olympic champion, world champion, I could do that as well. Um, and, and, and the thing about that was at Cornell and these other programs, they're, they're, they want to be there and then they think they have the, the, the right, you know, recipe to do it. We've done it. So we, our recipe works. We know it works. And that was the big thing that Rob, you know, explained to me. He's like, listen, these other programs are, are trying to make it work. We've done it before. You know, Travis Lee, with graduated uh, my senior year, he's a two-time national champion, four-time All-American, uh, three-seven engineering student. Right, so do you want to talk about being able to do everything you want and, and to achieve greatness academically and athletically? That guy did it, and then also he was, I think, third on the Olympic ladder at the time too. So, right there, that that the proof is in the pudding. That's the guy that that you want to aspire to be. Right there, you know, proof is in the pudding. And then, oh yeah, you know, he's a coach on staff as well. So you'll get to wrestle with that guy every day. Um, you know, and it was just, it, it was a no-brainer. Honestly, it was a no-brainer
0: yeah that's cool and
1: uh oh, yeah, and also a wrestling facility right so uh, yeah. at, the, at the time you know it's <clears throat> a stand stand-alone wrestling facility nobody nobody else in the country had anything like that um you know and it's it it was just it was just crazy it, it was so so cool to see a beautiful wrestling room not stuck in the dungeon like all these other programs um you know not stuck in the sixties with these old dingy sweaty gross wrestling rooms. Freeman Center's got tons of windows uh you know training room student athlete area beautiful locker room um you know massive wrestling room yeah I and a whole lot of
0: you out your window there before you came on so it uh yeah. doesn't suck to live there either huh
1: no and it's it, it's a beautiful place it's it, it was just you know so many great uh you know so many great factors that that you know, we're pulling big time to, to get me here for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and uh, talk about the alumni you run into. I remember um, having Gabe Dean on early, early on when I started these things. And yeah, really had no clue what I was asking. I was just winging it really, but I got through it and it was fun to meet him. But I remember him mentioning that, you know, one of the, one of the awesome things walking on this campus or, or doing anything is like you run into these like legendary alumni. I mean, tell some of those stories.
1: Yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> we're unique because like I said, Rob's been here for 31 years um, and he's, you know, he's kind of written the book for fundraising in, in college wrestling. Right. Honestly, he's, he's the best fundraiser. Um, and and the, the thing that we get, I guess that kind of gets missed, understood is that, you know, us at Cornell, we get to raise our Cornell budget and then also our RTC budget. So a lot of these programs are, you know, kind of getting praised because they're they're doing so well and the RTC budget, you know, is doing so well, but it's just like, that's great. But your actual team budget, you don't have to raise. So, you know, Rob raises, you know, and, and staff, I guess you could say, raises the Cornell budget and the RTC budget. And he does a wonderful job of that. So, you know, just, putting out there first, you know, he's kind of written a book on, on fundraising. And then once again, so you're, you're, you're doing all this fundraising, how do you do it? With wonderful alumni, right? So he's had these relationships for 31 years, right? So, and, and he does a great job of keeping up with these with, with these alum um, and sending out newsletters, staying in touch with them. We have a golf outing every year. So I think the biggest thing that we do very well that maybe other programs don't is keep our alumni engaged in the program, right? And make them, you know, feel like they're 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 there, they're um, you know, they're on they're on the bench with us during the matches. You know what I mean? Like keep keep them super engaged. We do a wonderful job of that. Um, you know, and and we try to get them back to campus as much as possible. And then um, you know, and, and, and get them to to be invested. We do a phonathon every year where, where our, our student athletes are calling the alumni. Um so we do a a lot of different things to to raise funds for our programs. Um, but the biggest thing that we do is is keep our alumni keep our alumni involved, right? And 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 when they have, when they when they continue to feel this type of ownership that they that they did when they were on the team, if you can keep them, you know, bought in and keep them, well, I guess continue to have them have that ownership of the program, they're more than willing to you know help you get a summer internship, help you get a job, um, you know, put you in contact with the right people as soon as you give them a call, like, hey, I got I got a great kid for you. Um, you know, or I got this kid, like, oh, yeah, watch him wrestle, love him, Russell's hard, looks like, looks like he's a super hard worker, would love to have him work for me, you know, and, and those are the types of things, so I guess the biggest is fostering relationships, like Rob does very well, um, and then, you know, once you foster those relationships, you know, giving them good good guys, too, and we have confidence that our that our student-athletes are, you know, the best, the best in the in the country, and they're all great workers, and they're willing to um, do whatever it takes to uh, succeed in whatever field that they move into. Um, so it's, it's, it's really cool to see. Um, and it's really, it's really cool to see that network continuing to grow. If you go to the NCAA tournament every year, um, our fans are not always the, we don't always have the most fans, but we have, I'd say, you know, we have the most consistent fans. We always have a giant number of fans that are wearing the Cornell C um, and, and it's really special when you're on the mat. You look up at, at, at that C of C, as we say, right? The C of the Cornell C is up there. Um, and it, it just gives you pride and, and you feel, um, I guess, a lot of pride to, to wear that C on your chest as well.
0: Awesome. And then and, uh, what are some of those what are some of those big companies that these young kids are going to get to rub shoulders with by being a Cornell athlete?
1: I mean, no, honestly, like all the big ones and, you know, on in the investment side, um, you know Deutsche Bank, um, J.P. Morgan. You know all those in, in, investment uh, type firms that you, you think about. Um, you know what I mean. And, and then um, you know on, on the, I guess on the on, on the on the medical side, going to Cornell Med School. Um, you know, obviously we, we have a lot of guys that are doing that. Brown Med School. Uh, you know, just a, a ton of a ton of uh, Oklahoma Med School, right? So a, a lot of medical schools, and then. Um, you know so we have a lot of guys that are, that are t- kind of taking the medical side taking the business side um, and then there's also a lot of startups there's a lot of startups in Ithaca personally um, that a lot of our guys are kind of working for um, you know so I think that <clears throat> you know big companies but also startups that are that are um, interesting and in, in that our guys are finding that they, they kind of really enjoy and, and they're going to look to succeed with but it's it's dope know that uh, you know, yeah. yeah I mean so the, the one thing that we take a ton of pride in is every every year my, my little guy's going crazy <laughs> yeah right. uh, no it's all good so every year when we we have our, our senior banquet right uh, Rob takes so much pride in this so every one of our seniors has a job offer has accepted a job or is going back to grad school
0: wow that's awesome
1: yes yes um, and then also in, in the 31 years here I think Rob's had you know, maybe like four guys not graduate or transfer or whatever. So our retention rate is super high as well. And that's something that we're really, uh, really, really proud of.
0: I think that's right? one thing that you had mentioned where, when you come down for South Beach, you go over to Palazzo's gym and work with him. Um, One thing he's told me is everybody's goal should be to graduate a wrestler. He said, you'd be surprised how low the retention rate is. So.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And obviously, I mean, we're in an Ivy league school. So our, the kids that we get that are able to even get into school have great study skills, have, um, you know, great time management habits, um, you know, work hard in wrestling, obviously. So we're getting guys that are, you know, you know, ready to go, you could say, but once you get hit in the face with the school work and the, the training schedule, you know, it, it, it causes you to question sometimes it really does. Um, but we just do a good job of letting our guys know that, This is challenging, but it's going to be worth it. You know, it's worth staying in the fight and, and finding a way to get through this.
0: I think he's frozen. I think you're frozen, coach. Well as soon as he unfreezes we'll have him back. That's uh, Mike Gray with Cornell wrestling. Uh he was just uh, discussing uh, you know the kids and why they picked Cornell and um uh, he should be back here shortly. We'll just kind of hang out and uh wait for him. There we go. Not a big deal. He froze up a little bit. Uh he was just telling us about uh kids and uh you know the amazing athletes they receive there the retention rate uh, how awesome it is to be at Cornell, beautiful areas, um, obviously the opportunities with the amazing alum uh just some really cool stuff, but uh, I'm sure we'll get him back here in just a moment
1: uh he's connecting right now uh sorry about that,
0: <laughs> yeah no <a> big deal. <laughs> It happens, right?
1: It happens. The uh hold on let me to turn the video on here. All right. Yeah. So my uh computer died on me and my little guy has a charger, so <laughs> we're switching we're switching to the iPhone.
0: <laughs> that works.
1: All right. Let's quick. All right, perfect. Here we go.
0: Hey, here he is. All right, he's back. All right, Coach Mike Gray.
1: Yeah, sorry about
0: that. No worries. <laughs> Power outage there, but we got it back. And uh, you know, if you guys remember, just before we got off, he was just telling you how, you know, how amazing it is to to be at Cornell, be a wrestler there, be an athlete there, and the opportunities that come with that. And um, yeah, I remember asking uh, Yanni, you know, why Cornell, and he said to me, um, "Your your your wrestling future is not guaranteed." You, you know, you could get injured, something could happen. So I knew that I was going to a place where I'm going to get one hell of an education before anything else. So, um, you know, I've so far, he's been healthy, good for him. And uh, yeah. he is a badass, but uh, his mind, it was really cool talking to him because his mind was unbelievable. And then, you know, you got that Florida kid coming up to you guys, JR, and uh, they're really good friends. And um, <coughs> uh, that's cool getting a hold of him. Um, and then, uh, just, uh, well, first of all, um, uh, and, and I'll give you an opportunity to talk about recruiting a little bit, but, um, what has the, you know, the wrestling versus coaching, you know, you were a high level wrestler, high level athlete. Um, yeah. seems like you transitioned right to coaching. You didn't really go, go off and try to, to battle the world. Uh, it seems like yeah. you're into coaching. So talk about that, uh, the experience versus the observation, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I personally, <clears throat> I mean, it's been 10 years now, right? So, but I, but I, I prefer, I feel like I prefer coaching. Um, you know, just being able to help, help, help your guys to, you know, be there for them, to, you know, help them through challenging situations or to help them build skills, you know, to be there in the biggest moments for them it's it just, it's really rewarding. Um, you know, and then that's, that's something that I, re- I really value. So I personally, um, in, in enjoy, in enjoy the coaching side, but I will say that, um, you know, be, doing a little bit of both can help you. Cause I remember it was my senior year, I tore my ACL, so I was out for a while. Um, but I was still taking on all the trips. So I was kind of like a player coach, I guess at that point. And, uh, it helped my wrestling a lot and it helped me, um, and match preparation and just, you know, trying to take yourself out of the, you know, out of the situation before you go on the mat, right. To, to kind of be able to view big picture before you step on the mat, like it's not the end of the world and, um, you know, and just kind of enjoy, enjoy the situation and take everything in. I um, mean, it worked out that I, when I was a senior too, because it was my last go around for all this stuff. So really enjoy it, enjoy it and not just, um, you know, let it be a burden, but enjoy the moments as, as they came. Um, so yeah, but there's definitely, um, different perspective when you're a coach, different perspective for sure. You know, when you're, when you're an athlete, you have the blinders on, right. You want to win so bad and you're just focused on doing everything you can to have the best performance you can, right. Or or to have the best results you can, um, you know, and you're, you're locked in. Whereas when you're a coach, you, you, you can, uh, you know, have more, have more perspective and take the blinders off and, um, kind of. Tried to steer your athlete towards things that he's not doing that could probably make him better, but he doesn't see that because he's got the blinders on, him, right? So that, that that that's what's really uh, what's really important and which what r- what I really value as a coach, you know what I mean?
0: That's awesome. Hey, So um, back in New Jersey, some of uh, your mentors, coaches, uh, you know, what has Gonzo meant to you, Coach
1: Gonzalez, You know, he's the one that kind of referred me to you, and, and <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. PG is, uh, you know, he was big for my development. He coached me a bunch in high school. Um, you know, I just think he's just, a, you know, an inspiring guy. He uh, he gets the best out of you. He gets the best out of his athletes. He pushes you hard. Um, you know what I mean? But he, there's a lot of belief coming from him. You know, a whole lot of belief. And, and you can see that, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. So it's, it's really easy to go out there and, and fight and, and, and work your butt off for a guy like that. And that's kind of. You know, I I, I kind of try to take some of that in my coaching as well. Be the guy that's, um, you know, going to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear, <clears throat> right? Um, and it, that's that's huge, right? That, that that that's huge. Not not being your friend, being your coach. Obviously, you know, you're not always going to be a hard ass. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It, it, but it's, it's part it's part of the flow of coaching. But when you when you when you need, when you need to hear something, you need to hear it. Um, you know, and, and I think that's something I do fairly well then uh my guys would, would would say that for sure that obviously i'm there for them and i you know i'll do anything for them but you know if they're not doing the right things or they could do you know give, give me a little more then i'm gonna let them know so uh but yeah but pg was a big one ernie monaco at, at the edge was was huge you know at school wrestling uh jeff buxton was, was big uh guy russo my high school coach brian Stoll. teddy o'donnell um the one thing I know for sure is that I was lucky to have a lot of great mentors and wrestling coaches in my upbringing and in my career. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be in some really good hands. Even when I started wrestling, you know, with Skip Webb and, um, you know, some other, some other people when I was really young, um, you know, Chris cafari just, just a whole bunch of really good wrestling people. Um, especially for my time, right. When I, when I was younger, just having guys that made it fun and, um, you know, we're, we're just, weren't necessarily pushing me, but we're just keeping it fun, you know? Um, and then as I got older, guys that were really introduced me um, uh, into, the, I guess, the skill side of it, you know, and, and trying to become a technician and, and, um, you know, not try to muscle things and to, you know, view it as a craft and try to, gr- try to grow your craft and try to, you know, be an expert in your craft. That, that that was a big thing for me as I got into my later high school years and my college years with, uh, you know, Ernie Monaco, Dave Esposito, you know, Jeff Buxton, and obviously my college coaches, uh, Corey Cooperman and stuff like that. Um, but just kind of taking ownership of, of, of your wrestling and, and understanding that um, if you want to be great, you need to, you know, you you need to. Kind of view it as an art form, so to speak, and and really understand all as much as much as many positions as possible and um you know try to master your craft that was the thing that stuck out to me the most
0: i mean damn what, what do those brackets look like in in New Jersey in the state tournament they gotta be just deep and strong and a lot of people
1: yeah, no, I mean I think like my freshman year like we had Caldwell in there, Darren Caldwell, Franklin Gomez. Uh, Jordan Burroughs, like, there's a lot of guys. Um, you know, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I mean, I just had that. There's a lot of good guys in my era. Um, you know, that I, that I battled with, and you know, it was it was fun. You know, th- those guys all we all kind of worked our butts off, and and you know, put put the best put your best foot foot forward on the mat, and kind of see, you know, I guess let it let it be where where it will be. And I was lucky enough to. Come out on top. So,
0: I thought I, you know, I was wondering, you know, the the prep schools are so prevalent yeah. in, in that area where you come from. I mean, most of them are. Yeah. Pre- I mean, you have the one out in Illinois. Uh, you know, Lake County Prep is jumping in now. Uh, you, you know, yeah. you have around there, but but mostly it's up there in that northeast in your area. Uh, I know that yeah. they don't. They're not involved in the state tournament and JSAA. But did you guys yeah. have opportunities to duel against? Some of those. No, uh,
1: so I trained, I used to train at Blair uh, during the freestyle season, so I wrestled with all those guys anyway, and you know. Uh, I, if that
0: I was wondering
1: I was good. confident. I, I was. I was confident. I'd be able to beat those guys. <laughs> <laughs> <This is it. laughs> right? But no. Uh, but no. I mean, I trained with those guys. You know, they're all good friends of mine. Honestly, um, a, lot, lot of my, a lot of my freestyle training from after the state tournament until after Fargo was done. At Blair. You know, oh. I'd, I'd, I'd say most of it. So, and my hometown is only 30 minutes from Blair. So, I'd, I'd take my little brother because Coach Buxton had an open room. You know, he didn't really care. Anybody can come. If you're a little guy, just bring a partner. So, my little brother would would come with um, when he was about like sixth grade or so. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. So we, we'd go up there and train. And um, I mean, I, I, I wrestled with most of them in, in club wrestling when we were kids. You know what I mean? They just went to Blair, and I went to you know I a,
0: a more to see each other anyway.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, we, we to get all the time anyway. So, yeah. So, but now I wrestled with those guys a ton and um, you know, but the big thing for me, like, honestly, like obviously, I'm not trying to diminish winning state titles. That's obviously very important. Um, but my measuring stick was Fargo, you know, and I, and I, I, I want it going into my freshman year and I want it going into my senior year. You know, so I was thrilled about that, but that was kind of my measuring stick. That was my dad's, you know, my coach's measuring sticks. So it's like, you know winning a state title is awesome and, and and it's wonderful and you know the goal is to be a four-timer and you worked your butt off for that um but ultimately you know if, if you want to be the man you gotta win Fargo that's that, it. that's what it's all about so you know and in, in the years I didn't that's what I guess people say oh you know you won four how do you stay humble or whatever it's like because I wasn't the best like I was the best in the state which is you know a lot of pride in that I'm not not diminishing in that but You know, I wanted to win Fargo (laughs) and I didn't, I didn't win it. You know, I I went five times. I won it twice. So. um.
0: What has um, (laughs) Pete Gonzalez is calling right now. Uh, What, uh, what has 32 become? Has that become another tournament where
1: people are like, Hey, that, that's one you got to win as well. Yeah. So it's weird though. Like, so I think, I think that's, you know, that's, that's probably the toughest folks. I, I, I like that you have a really tough folk style tournament now. I think Fargo is still a wonderful tournament. Um, I think it's still a really good tournament. But the thing about Fargo is that there's so many so many of the kids that have like the age group, like junior worlds and, 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 and cadet worlds, right? So when I was coming up, there's no cadet worlds. So everybody went to Fargo. Everybody went. Yeah,
0: because I hear, I've never been there, but I hear about the 115 man brackets and the- Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So everybody, the who's who went to Fargo and and there were still junior worlds, but, but back then like high school kids weren't, weren't, I don't know if we weren't as good or whatever it was. There wasn't many high school kids other than like Henry Cejudo that were making junior world teams, right? They were all college freshmen that were, that were on the junior team, you know?
0: Who's
1: he? Um, Henry Cejudo, yeah, who's that guy, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, mean, I remember one year, like, I had Cejudo and, and Gomez in my pool in Fargo, you know, so you got, a, you got an Olympic champion, you got a, you know, a world silver medalist, and then me, and I, I always, so I lost to those two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, was that the year you won it? <laughs> no, unfortunately
0: it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I had um, Coach Simmons on from Simmons Academy of Wrestling out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he kept. I beat Cejudo in his last match.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Cejudo got the Olympic gold, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it is honestly, I and mean, it's how
0: cool would it be to see him? Uh, let me ask you that. Since you mentioned him, and, and then we'll talk about recruiting. But uh, yeah. what uh, he has eligibility? Could that guy like legitimately walk into college now and 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 still be a beast?
1: Cejudo. I don't think he has the eligibility because he's like thirty. Uh <laughs> yeah. but uh or he's older than that, honestly. Um yeah, I mean, he's obviously he's a great wrestler, sure, yeah. I mean he's an Olympic champion, right? But I just think that the sport has changed a lot for sure. You know, the sport has changed a lot and um you know, he's and he hasn't been doing as much wrestling. So but if he starts training, if he trains for, you know, six months in wrestling, I'm sure he'd be right up there with the best of them. But I mean, we saw it with Caldwell, right? Cal- Cal- Caldwell was a national champion, right? Darren Caldwell was a national champion and took 10 years off from wrestling and, and, you know, kind of moved into the fight game. And then he came back and he wrestled Luke Pledger, who was, uh you know, had a national championship season, right? With without, obviously, how to do it, do it in the national championships, but would have been the one seed or was the one seed going to the national tournament and he got beat nine and two. Um, yeah, Pledger
0: looked silly. I said... I said Fletcher makes everyone look silly except for our Florida boy, Lugo. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah no sh- Lugo right. worked. <laughs> yeah. He did. I will say Lugo probably a little bigger than, him, but still, yeah, yeah. He, got, he got he got the he got the better room for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, do I think Canelo would be good? Yeah, do I think he is? Obviously, Olympic gold medals? So yeah, he's really good. Um, but I do, do think wrestling's changed a bit, and I think that there would be a bit of a learning curve, honestly.
0: Yeah, and 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 I'm sure that.
1: Especially in folk style. Especially in folk style with, you know, danger and all that stuff and the, the funk positions. You know, it's a different animal than it was 10 years ago for sure. Well, and,
0: um, and, and Henry,
1: and Henry didn't, the last time he wrestled folk style was probably senior year of high school, which was 06. So he was the same year as, I mean, as me. Right? So, you know, freestyle, one thing, folk style, a little different.
0: Yeah, man. And, and let's be real. Everybody's getting up to wrestle him. I mean, you're going to get Everybody best, right. and they've got nothing to lose, they're just going, like, okay, I'm just gonna try and get all out, right? Uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, my last question before we get into the, my little 10 question thing there and have some fun, but yeah, um, what, what do you tell young recruits to do to prepare for, for college as you're talking to them, and then, um, how does a kid get recruited by a school like Cornell?
1: So, I mean, the things we're telling the kid and how do you get, I guess, recruited by Cornell, pretty much the same thing, right? Uh, You got to be a great student, right? You have to have great character. You got to be a great person. Um, Obviously, you have to be a, you know, a very good wrestler as well. Um, You know, you just need to – you got to be the full package, honestly. You have to be on on top of everything. You have to have great, you know, study skills. You have to have – great time management skills. Um, You need to be wrestling in all the big, all the the biggest tournaments. Um, You don't necessarily have to be, I guess, winning all the best tournaments, but you got to be in the money, Um, you know, and then you have to, you have to be eager to, you know, be at a place like Cornell. You have to be eager to kind of chase greatness every day, right? There's an opportunity every day to do something great, whether it be wrestling, you know, academically, socially, whatever it might be. Um, So we, we want great young men that are, uh, looking to do great things, honestly. Um, and it's kind of a cliche, but if you're able to get into school, you must be a good student, obviously. So you probably have good study habits and have good time management skills. And also you're probably a pretty dang good wrestler. Um, you know, and, and when you have that, those combinations, you're usually a good person. You know, you're usually somebody, uh, that we, that we want to bring into our family. Cause we, we don't believe we know we have a family here at Cornell, um, you know, and ultimately like, I don't want my, my little boy to be around, you know, people that aren't great, you know, people that aren't going to enrich enrich his life that, are, that aren't going to make him you know, a better, better little man. So um, those, are the type of people, those are the type of people I want to bring around, right. We want, we want to bring great people into our family and uh, you know, people of high character, high moral value, and that's what we're looking for.
0: And we see him over your shoulder
1: there. Yeah, yeah, that's when he was really little. But <laughs> yeah. How old is he now? Uh, he just turned two uh, last Monday, so on the twentieth he turned two.
0: So he's got a mean half already, right?
1: Yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> he's, got, he's got quite the personality on him. So he's, I mean. My wife makes some instagram famous she, she posts videos and stories and all that good stuff so it's good because she posts so much to uh make sure our family gets to see him um but also other people think he's adorable so <laughs> I think that's, so it works out
0: that's awesome man uh, uh hey man well said there on the recruiting and uh i hope uh i hope i'm getting better at these interviews with guys like yourself. you are
1: yeah no i mean i, I haven't seen you're you're up there with everybody else I've done podcasts with so you should be, you should be uh thrilled <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: that's cool man I'm, I'm just trying to you know I'm trying to think if I was a kid or a parent what would I ask a coach about my kid you know um yeah. and that's why I do that and we talked about the importance of obviously we're talking to an Ivy League coach so we know academics is important there you're you know but uh, a lot of coaches I ask hey as a parent recruiting my kid I would ask you, okay, you're going to focus him on wrestling, but how are you going to make sure my kid gets an education, right? And you guys yeah. spoke about that a lot. And and I don't think yeah. kids going to a school like Princeton, Cornell, uh, Penn, you know, Howard, whatever it is, I think the least of your worries is, are
1: they going to get a good education? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the cool thing. Um and I think that there's a lot of things that we don't have to worry about, which is great you know we, we don't have like study halls and things like that because our kids are you know they're for the most part they're they're doing they're doing very well they're you know motivated right intrinsically motivated to to be great right so um whether it be on the academic side you know the wrestling side like we I got to tell kids they, they got to take a day off you know what i mean our, our guys are just they're really special in, in the fact that they want to be. They want to be great, right? They want to use their eligibility to, to you know, and, and milk it to the fullest and get everything out of it. And then they want to go on and and pursue, you know, their, their uh, professional career with a, with a fire in their belly too, right? Every, everything they do, they they want to pursue it and chase down greatness and, and, you know, get everything they can out of it, which is, which is wonderful.
0: And then, and then come and give back.
1: Yeah. Right. And then, and then expect a phone call. Hey, you remember when you you remember when you just graduated? I need you uh, to help me. Up. I need you to uh, hook me up.
0: Yeah, it's. Like, I mean, I talked to a high school coach down here, Coach Prince, and he has uh, two twins that ended up. Yeah. You know, they, they were big time, and they went off to the military academy, uh, the naval academy. And he said, "Man, I don't, I don't know how they did it because you know, just like Ivy League at a military academy, there's no day off. You know, it's like yeah. I, he says, I don't think my kids got a weekend off till he was a senior. You know, so yeah Uh, it's pretty cool and it's probably pretty cool being a dad of those two boys so oh yeah so uh hey man thanks I really appreciate it cool um I one thing I I wish I can get Gabe Dean back on so if you got any pull there that'd be awesome I I can try yeah I I, you know stuff I've learned now like I want to ask
1: you want want to give it another try he was one of your first uh interviewees
0: like I've got NATO coming back on this week and he was my first ever show and I think I just was like awful, man. I was like, what are you yeah. doing now? Why there's no wrestling? What, what are you going to do next? Like, I was just like, hey, yeah. he'll probably say, hey, man, you were great because he's such a, an amazing human being, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But no, but stuff I've read, like when, uh, you know, when Downey called him out and said he wasn't going to win a state championship or a, or a national championship against him or something, I was like, God, you must have been thrilled you know, like, I'm ready for him, right? Like, what did you think? Yeah right <laughs> oh yeah it was fun seeing him training with Dake in those commercials and stuff uh, yeah
1: yeah no he he does a good job with uh with Kyle and being his training partner and all that good stuff so it's it's fun cool,
0: it's man. really fun how cool was it too to see one of our NCAA wrestlers out there helping one of the MMA guys uh <clears throat> oh, geez, man, that was pretty cool to see
1: oh with, with Bo
0: yeah
1: yeah, no, sure. I mean, he wants to get in the fight game too, so I think uh I I think before too long whether it be now or after the trials in April, I think we'll see him transitioning over to fighting for sure.
0: Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't suck either, right?
1: No, nah, he doesn't. He's pretty good.
0: Uh, <clears throat> all right, man, you ready? Let's do it. Get you back all right. to uh Morristown or Ithaca.
1: Uh at this point now, Ithaca.
0: Cool. Uh, you know, during the off-season, do you recommend clubs or camps?
1: Uh, I mean, it's different. I, I guess I would say clubs for the high-level kids. Okay.
0: Uh, pork rolls or sloppy joes?
1: Uh, Taylor ham. Taylor ham. <laughs> Taylor ham, egg and cheese is all day.
0: Taylor ham, nice. Uh, do you I'm from re- North Jersey. Ah, there we go. Would you tell um, Would you tell a kid if they got one day to train? Do you tell them to go to a live or to a clinic?
1: they one day to train, uh, go to a clinic, learn some stuff.
0: <clears throat> a fat sandwich or a
1: cheesesteak? A fat sandwich or a cheesesteak? You said? Yeah. Uh <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: I'm. I don't know. We'll go. We'll go cheesesteak.
0: Ah, hey you can push you know there's no rules to this game uh, yeah. all right uh, you've been on both these stages the jersey yeah. states or the ncaa's
1: oh god ncaa's for sure
0: awesome uh, tomato pie or new york pizza
1: oh that's a no-brainer new york pizza tomato <laughs> pie <laughs> yeah
0: nah. yeah all right seems like it's big in your town and you know i don't know but <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, high school rules or college rules
1: College all day nice uh Rippers or Italian dog uh Italian dog
0: all right, midlands or the scuffle
1: scuffle scuffle,
0: nice, yeah, everybody says that uh the closest thing to the n c w a s is the scuffle, that's what I'm hearing, so
1: yeah, I mean now well before it was i think the last couple of years it was Vegas, honestly, holy smokes, like you had like fifteen in the top twenty, and like I think. Seven way classes or something crazy, wow. uh, yeah. but yeah. But when I was in, uh, no, uh, when when, when we when I first started coaching the scuffle was, I mean, the scuffle is still a great tournament. Um, the the Midlands is kind of like the Big 10s just during the season, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: uh, I, you know, people talk about it, seem to talk about it a lot, so I figured I'd grab it. Yeah, So oh. Cannonball, who I've had on with the NWCA and. He's like, hey, you're coming out to you're coming out this year. We have the scuffle. I'm sending you tickets. You gotta come check it out. So Yeah, the
1: scuffle, the scuffle's cool, it's fun. Um, and and is a great city. I, I really liked it the years we've been. We 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 were in Florida the last two years, but before that we went to the scuffle and it was and we're we're actually going back this year. So if it, Not, if it goes off, we'll be at the scuffle.
0: Cool, yeah, and it, it seems like like you mentioned, it seems like that South Beach tournament has grown to be uh, pretty big too. So um, yeah, I don't
1: know if we're going to have it this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was growing the high school event, uh, the college stuff. Um, I think it was just something cool to, you know, mo- most of the schools were snowed in and go to Florida for, you yeah, know, three, three, four days. Awesome. And then for us, like I said, we stayed there and trained um, till, so we got there on the 27th and we went home on the 4th, uh, January 4th. So for us, it was, it was great. We got to train. We took our guys to um, Universal Studios, uh, went to the beach a couple of days in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, you know, yeah, you couldn't do that.
0: At, uh, at CFWA, right, with the guys? That, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. And, I, and then we went up to Orlando and trained. Uh, awesome. Where, you know, Coach was nice enough to let us borrow, borrow his club for a couple of days, and it was perfect.
0: Awesome. Hey, I hope we can keep in touch. I know I've got, I've got your number now.
1: Oh, um, sure. I'll Just drive you crazy, no, I'm just kidding. Tyler. I, I, I I got plenty of time. How about it
0: yeah man hey, well, thank you so much and if you can if any of of your athletes would like to come on, please feel free to to share my link with them or or, or whatever um for sure if any of your friends in, in wrestling want to come on any young any young studs out there you know that are coming up that that you think are maybe uh cool to talk to. I've, not, I, I've never turned away anyone so yeah. uh, anyone is welcome and uh, I just awesome. I love doing it and I've been having fun and uh, yeah I just hope I hope it's making a difference.
1: Yeah no I, I think you're doing uh, doing an awesome job and um, you know it's, it's great to just have a place where wrestling people can you know listen to wrestling talk and just you know listen to some stories and kind of get surrounded by other people again, even though there's not, you know, a, a ton of, uh, you know, events and, you know, a lot of, a lot of wrestling folks might not have been around, you know, wrestling folks for a long time, obviously with uh COVID. So I think it's good to give everybody a sense of community and you're doing a great job with it. So I appreciate it.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you. I, uh, you can go roll around with that little two-year-old now, put him in a little, yes. ass- <laughs> give him a five or something, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, enjoy your day, man. Enjoy the beautiful weather up there in upstate New York and uh, have a great day.
1: All righty. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it.